everyone. Welcome to this week's Indie Artist Music Hustle with Blind Intelligence. I'm your host, Miss Ronnie, where I always seek to give you exquisite cranial repertoire. Before we get started, I need for you to hit that like, share, and subscribe button. And please do not forget to comment. Now, this week we have a very special guest. We have Most Steph. Say hello to everyone. What's happening, Music Hustle? <laughs> How you doing? What we're going to do is let you take over and tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. Well, my stage name is Mo Steph. Uh, born and raised in Mount Vernon, New York. Shout out to Mount Vernon, New York. Uh, located here in the Midwest now in the state of Missouri. Uh, I've been doing music for about five or six years now. Uh, got a few albums out. Two kids, a wife. Um, just trying to spread the gospel through hip hop. So that's my story. Okay. So you say you've been an artist for five or six years. Is that professionally or you just decided to get into music or did you always have a background in music? Well, I've always had a background in music. Uh, my father is a guitarist, so I've been around music my whole life. Uh, actually, a few years ago, a friend of mine, uh, his stage name is Victorious Reg. Uh, he asked me to be a, a feature on one of his songs. So he's like, all right, um, I wrote something I just want you to go in the booth and spit it. So I went in the booth, uh, I did the verse, but it didn't feel right, it didn't sit right. So I was like, you know what? Uh, I just need to start writing my own stuff. Uh, so since then he kind of lit the fire in me a little bit and I've been kind of hit the ground running ever since, so. Okay. So what made you, since you always been around music and your dad was a guitarist, what made the difference five or six years ago? Really, the difference was being in the booth and actually performing some music. Um, that really was the catalyst to kind of get me to start writing. I've always kind of messed around, you know. Um, you know, I'm a child of the 80s, so growing up, uh, hip hop was just all around, especially in New York. So I've always dibbled and dabbled, uh, but being in the actual booth and putting a headset on, and uh, that really lit the fire in me to go ahead and start doing it uh, on a professional level. Okay. With you being from New York, and everyone knows that New York has a distinct style, a distinct a distinct sound. How did you marry it with the Midwestern sound? Or do you think that you just brought New York to the Midwest? I think it's more of a a marriage of styles. Um, you know, I'm I'm New York through and through. So I'm focused on beats and lyrics and, you know, I, I focus on content. So that's really the basis of my style. But I feel like too, um, the more laid back um, Midwestern styles kind of seeped in <laughs> a little bit and what I do to try to make a unique sound. Okay. So tell me about this latest project and how did you seep all those sounds in? <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I found that I'm different. Um, and when I put a song together, I come up with a concept, uh, then I look for the beat and then I write the song. So, uh, putting this project together, I, I titled it No Judgment, um, because really in the church, um, which is where, you know, I, I do, I do Christian hip hop. So I wanted to really put the message out there that there's no judgment when it comes to me or really when it comes to the gospel. Uh, I'm here to spread the word. Uh, I'm here to be an encouragement. 
I'm not here to judge or down anyone. Uh, and I'm not one that was in the trap uh, selling drugs or, you know, I don't have that message of being a failed drug dealer and turning my life around. Um, I'm here in the Midwest because and the city I live in is where I went to college. So I have a completely different take and look on things. So I just wanted to put that whole no judgment, come as you are, feel into the music and into this project. So it's good in the hood. It's good in the hood. I wanted to bang on the block still, you know. <laughs> okay. So tell me, because I asked everybody this, you learn new skills. You learn new things about the business. You learn about your fan base, who's really in your corner, all those things. How have you used all those things that you have learned between, what you said, three albums? Mm -hmm. How have you learned from the first to the third? Really what I've learned is stay busy. Um, stay busy, stay vocal, stay in the eyes of the public. Uh, continue to push things. Uh, when my first album came out, it was more like uh, I just felt accomplished, you know, like, hey, I got an album out and everyone's going to listen and it's going to be great. Uh, and that's not the way it goes. Uh, <laughs> put an album out and, you know, there's 70,000 albums out on the same day and 70,000. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I've learned to just be humble. Uh, stay focused and stay in the public eye. Keep pushing the music. Uh, keep pushing the music. Keep pushing the music. Okay. Well, you've been in Christian hip-hop. Of course, you know that I would say the... It's wide open, but I would say that the listeners for it is smaller than the regular hip-hop. What makes you keep going and not cross over? It's just my my faith. Uh, you know, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ, the life, death and resurrection. So it keeps me going. And in that regard, it really uh, it gets difficult at times, um, you know, because it's just the whole um, it's, it's a definitely a niche market. So how do you break in? There's just a few stars uh, in the market. Um, but I just have to remember to keep pushing keep putting my music out, the music that he gives me, uh, and remember to stay focused and humble. So, okay. I, I can relate to that because how I feel, it's just how I feel, that when Jesus was on earth, there wasn't a lot of people who followed him. They didn't, I would say, appreciate the greatness until afterwards. So I feel like that if we're doing great works and especially if we're putting God first, sometimes God had us in plain sight. And when it happens, it happens. So that's the way that I look at it. I don't ever compare myself to anybody else or how many people doing this on this day or anything. I just be like, all right, God bless it. Let's go. <laughs> so it's all in his time. And so I understand where you're coming from in that aspect. Now I'm going to ask you about how did the pandemic affect your music? Wow. Uh, <laughs> so the pandemic really, the pandemic really put a damper on things, uh, if I'm being 100% honest, especially as a 
smaller local artists. Um, really, it's word of mouth. It's conventions for a, a Christian hip hop artist. It's word of mouth. Uh, it's conventions. It's youth and teen events. Uh, so not being able to gather really put a damper on things. And so it really slowed things down uh, a lot. And so I went from feeling like I had some momentum, was moving forward and was growing to basically a standstill. So I feel like the pandemic really put a damper on the growth uh, of the music being out there. How did you navigate that? Just continuing to post, uh, continuing to really put out little snippets and um, they weren't freestyles, they were written, uh, but you know, just putting out little posts and things because a lot of social media really picked up uh, during that time. So a lot of people That's were like, I was gonna ask you, did you think social media was a lifeline for musicians during the pandemic? Do you think that musicians and artists used it more during the pandemic than any other time? I mean, you know, it's always important, but I, but I mean, cause like the versus battle grew from that, uh, live streams, um, artists even performing on Twitch live. I mean, so, I mean, do you think that it was a necessity at the time? Was there any other way that it could have been navigated? No, I think it was a necessity. And I think it was, it wasn't the way, uh, it was the only way. Uh, because you couldn't you couldn't do anything. You couldn't do any concerts. You couldn't. So you had to do things virtually. You had to do posts. And, and even YouTube really uh, helped a lot in driving people towards YouTube and the channels. Um, but social media really was the lifeline. During the pandemic. I think YouTube kept the, the audience. Yeah, YouTube really drew, it drew people in because you had a lot of people home, not working checking their feeds, checking their timelines, and then scrolling through YouTube, so. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, tell me this then, with social media being a necessity then, do you think that the pandemic has made social media like the major, still the major platform? Because I know, I know you, even being in hip hop and being in gospel hip hop, you still have to know about other artists if you like something that they do or whatever. And one of the things that Boosie was complaining about was that when his Instagram got shut down and he was like, that's how I feed my kids. Mm -hmm. So do you think that with the pandemic that celebrities have became more dependent on making money off of social media? Yeah, I think um, the the strength of being an independent artist uh, really goes to your comment. And I do have another source of income um, and I do have another way in order to support and feed my family. Um, now, take this um, as it is. This is not a hobby for me. Uh, this is something that I enjoy to do and I take very serious. Uh, but I also do have uh, a, a primary job that I do. So I do feel like social media and when things shut down uh, really put a dent and a damper on celebrities that had no other source or stream of income. Uh, it also highlighted the fact of financial management. Um, and in my nine to five, I actually work for a nonprofit and uh, we do drug and alcohol counseling, life skills. And part of that is financial management. 
we teach that skill to middle school kids, high school kids, and then adults. So I think it really highlighted that lack of skill in that area being financial management. I just did an episode with a couple of guys that was in the entertainment industry. One was in radio and the other uh, producing. And we did a show on parents and why in the entertainment industry. So tell me, how do you manage to still be that role model for your child and be in your child's life and not just um, monetary being in the entertainment industry? Uh, Well, I have a a family in the unit. Uh, You know, I'm... it's me and my wife and we have two children and I don't have any children outside of my marriage. So um, it makes it easier in that regard because it's me, my wife and my two children. Uh, so and actually my wife just released her first single. She's been writing music for a while. So she just released her first single. Uh, so when we go to the studio, we go as a family and as a unit. Uh, when there's a show that daddy has to do, we all go. Uh, so and incorporating my kids it really makes it fun for the whole family and it kind of brought my wife out of her shell to actually go record one of the songs that she's written and release it so when you say your family goes with you i remember during revival time (laughs) you would have to go and it's like these preachers would come from out of town and they didn't care if they preached all night long and with you being the son of a musician, you know that the musicians have to stay there until it's over with. How do you think that affects your parenting and having to perform during times like that? So uh, I also play keys. Or do you just let the wife sneak out early? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I play keys uh, at our church and my wife is on the praise team. So okay. we we kind of can't sneak out. Uh, (laughs) uh, But we have two great kids, you know, they kind of sit and hang out and we take turns. Um, You know, maybe I'll sneak out and take the kids and go home if it gets too late or vice versa. Um, The one thing we don't want to do is let our kids get burnt out and be like, oh, church, I got to, you know, we got to go again. Uh, So we try to make it where we rotate and get them home and, you know, let them watch their TV and their YouTube and Hulu and all that, uh, so that it's still an enjoyable experience for them to go to church and they, they want to be there, uh, but still get home at a decent hour to not feel like it's taken all day. Okay. So I'm going to ask your opinion on this. What was your take on the response to Kirk Franklin's um, phone call with his son? You talk about the band comment? <laughs> uh, when he said, Nella! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, nobody's perfect, uh, and we all have moments, uh, we all have moments where we fall short, and we all have our own weaknesses. And I feel like any communication, I, I felt like that was a communication between him and his family, and um, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent, I felt like that should have been private. Um, but I think his response to it uh, was perfect in being just that, <laughs> saying, hey, you know what? I'm not perfect and I fall short and um, I'm human. I think people really 
really judged that. I think that people was really surprised because as a parent, I don't know how your children are, but as a parent, when kids are growing up, they're trying to get snappy with you and want your help and then don't want to listen to what you got to say and, and be trying to talk out the side of the neck and everything. You have to do you talking to. Give me break it down for you. Let, let me show you how it's done. So I understood that. It was, I think that it was just more of a surprise. But then after seeing some other, of course, we're all not perfect because I watched the Lord Jesus watched a live that, what's her name? Leandria. Leandria, um, the singer, the gospel singer. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You're looking at me because I said shit. You say shit too. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Then it was like right after that, Kelly Price was on because she was mad at the promoter and she was cussing too. And she was like, same folks cuss. So, do so you feel like same folks cuss? <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, everyone has. You can say, I'm going to pass on that question. Oh, no. I mean, I don't, I don't have an issue. Uh, I think. I think everyone processes things different and we don't understand people's pressures and things that they're under. I mean, it's different when you go to work and you make $600 a week. Uh, and it's different when you're an artist and you're making thousands, hundreds of thousands of millions. Uh, the pressure is different. So, I, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't understand it because I'm not in that position, but I don't look down on them. Everyone has their own ways of processing and and i hope they ask for god forgive them and they working on it and that's all i can say but i compare it to another response of being disappointed about something ty tribute came on he was upset about something and he came on and he was like i'm not gonna be ungrateful he said the lord didn't bless me he didn't curse he didn't go to the left he was like i guess i'm just being because I'm disappointed, but I have a lot to be thankful for. I'm blessed, I'm this, I'm that. And it's like his response was totally different from everybody else's. So do you think, and I know we're never to judge, that even in gospel music, people show their different levels to their relationships with God? I think so. Um, I think so. And and everyone's not on the same level. Um, I look at it like... Uh, when I first um, got saved, I first gave my life to Jesus Christ, I listened to a lot of Lecrae. Uh, and he was the one who kind of brought me in and let me know like, hey, I can be saved, I can be cool, I can still listen to the type of music that I'm accustomed to. Uh, but now uh, I've been saved for you know 15 years now. Uh, I don't listen to Lecrae anymore. Um, you know, I listen to gospel choirs and the walls and you know i mean i listen to uh different types of music which i know is weird because now i do christian hip-hop um, but i don't listen to christian hip-hop at all i listen to gospel music okay so i want you to elaborate on what is saved to me uh, saved. I gave my life over to Jesus Christ. Uh, I believe that he lived, died and rose again. Uh, and when he comes back, that I'll go, I'll go to meet him and I'll go to see him. So I've dedicated my life to Christ holy. Um, does that mean that I walk 
directly in his footsteps every minute of every day? Uh, no, it does not, uh, because I am human and I'm imperfect, uh, but I strive to do that. And I think that's really what being saved is about, giving your life to Jesus Christ and striving to live a life that's pleasing to him as best you can. So what's the name of your latest album? No Judgment. Why should we go get it? You should go get it because it's that fire. Uh, no, uh, you should go get it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's uplifting hip hop. Uh, if you like if you like lyrics, you like beats, uh, it's got everything you want on it. It's got some encouraging. I got a song on there called SOS, uh, Save Our Souls. Uh, it's a song. Uh, I was a trouble kid growing up. Um, I got kicked out of school a lot. I got suspended. I got expelled. Uh, so that song, Save Our Souls, is kind of a first person account of troubled youth. You know, uh, every kid in trouble, um, you're dealing with the heart of a troubled kid at the same time. Uh, so every kid that's, oh, well, we, we need to take Johnny out of class because he's acting up. Well, maybe Johnny hasn't ate in two days and his mama's a crackhead. And, you know, maybe Johnny needs some social services and not to just be kicked out of school. Uh, maybe that's the only place Johnny gets two meals, breakfast and lunch. Um, so you kicking him out of school is really not helping him. Another hardship is not helping. It's, it's hindering in another area. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I thank you for coming. I want you to tell everybody your social media handle. Of course, you just tell everybody your album. Tell them again where you can find it at. And of course, any live show performances you got coming up, anything about most staff. Well, the new uh, album out right now is called No Judgment. Um, Twitter handle, IG, Facebook, all that is at MOS dot S-T-E-F one five. That's at most dot Steph one five. Um, don't have anything lined up really for any live shows right now, but working on that. Uh, I'm available. Reach out to me on email. Uh, Stefan, S-T-E-F-A-N dot Jackson, J-A-C-K-S-O-N one five at gmail.com. I'm available for booking. All right. Y'all heard him? No, we didn't hear him. And where you can find your album at? You can find an album on any digital platform, iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, YouTube, any digital platform. All right. I heard him. You can find him on all digital platforms. I wanted him to say it. <laughs> You can find us on all podcasting podcasting platforms. You can find us on um, YouTube and Facebook. And when I get around to doing everything through StreamYard, it'll be on Twitch. We'll see you next week. Bye. All right.